Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman is 2,000 miles away in Metropolis, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn are in deadly peril as they face two gunmen in a secret cave in the mountains. Listen to me, Horn. And you too, Miss Lane. I'm going to count to three. Unless you start talking before I finish, I'll shoot you both. Oh, good heavens. What do we do, Miss Lane? One. I don't know, Horatio. Two. Oh, dear me. Three. The other day, gang, I had a dream to end all dreams. In my dreams... I saw a famous columnist named Sidney Snigglegrass Jr., who was rubbing a magic lamp, just like the one Aladdin had. And as he rubbed the lamp, a gigantic genie appeared suddenly in a puff of smoke. What is thy wish, master? The turbaned genie, his feet hidden in the smoke of the magic lamp, asked Sidney Snigglegrass Jr. And Snigglegrass answered, It is my wish that all people who came to America from foreign countries, or whose parents or grandparents or great-grandparents came from foreign countries, be exiled to some distant spot. Either that or send them back to where they came from. And the genie said, I can grant thy wish, master. But there is a law in my land which says that whosoever is sent away from his country and is exiled shall be allowed to take with him whatever he has created by his own efforts. This, I think, a just law. And if you abide by it, I can grant your desire. That's okay with me, Snigglegrass said. Whatever they take with them will be good riddance. And the genie said, so be it, master. Then he muttered a few magic words and a miracle happened. That very instant, a vast fleet of barges and boats sprang up. And into them flocked millions upon millions of Americans of foreign ancestry. And they took with them what they had created in America. And Sidney Snigglegrass, watching with glee, suddenly felt his blood run cold. For a terrible sight greeted his eyes. A little later I'll tell you what it was, so keep listening. <laughs> And now, the adventures of Superman. While on the trail of a sensational story, Lois Lane, reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, and Horatio Horn, rural correspondent, were captured in a little desert mining town and taken to a secret cave beneath a mountain. Superman discovered three newspaper crossword puzzles which he believed were clues to his friends. But the newspapers were destroyed in an explosion, and he streaked back to Metropolis to obtain the originals of the puzzles. Unaware that Lois and Horatio Horn were at that moment in peril of their lives. In front of a secret mountain cave surrounded by boulders, stunted trees, and giant cactus, and hidden by an overhanging shelf of rock, a 
man named Hurley points a revolver at the two planet reporters whose arms are tied behind them. Nearby, dressed in his ancient frock coat and torn sneakers, stands Frosty Ketchell, the Moundville Hotel proprietor, a rifle in his hands. Hurley has just delivered an ultimatum to the pale-faced Horn. I want to hear everything you know about us, Horn. And I'm going to give you the light count three to start talking. Otherwise, I'll finish your boat. Realizing that if he told what he knew, he and Lois would certainly be shot. And warned that if he refused to talk, they would be shot too. The little correspondent stands in a fearful quandary beside the pale-faced Lois, his heart hammering at his ribs as Hurley begins to count. Good heavens, what do we do, Miss Lane? One. I don't know. Two. Oh, dear me. This is your land, Hurley. Somebody's coming. Yeah? Quick, Frosty, get up the trail and see what it is. Yeah, okay. You two stay right where you are. Uh, yes, sir. See him yet, Frosty? Yeah. Hey, feet. Oh, okay, come on back it's here. It's one of their gang race, show. Yes, dash it. Hurley! Yeah, what's up, Pete? <sighs> Sheriff Winters and a posse about ten guys just rode off the desert and started up the mountain. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Is yes, indeed. Yeah. They find a trail leading down here where dead ducks. They must be looking for these newspaper reporters. Yes, and they'll find us, too. And they'll take care of you, ruffians. Shut up, you two. Where are the boys, Pete? Over the head of the trail. Well, get up there and wait for me. The sheriff does find the trail will drag gulch him. Go on, get going. Okay, Hurley. Come on, get up. Right, Pete. Yeah, Take on and Miss Lane into the cave and keep near till I get back. No, 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 look here. Why not finish him now and I'll go with you? No, the sheriff and his posse might hear the shots. Anyhow, I want to talk to these two before we finish up. Well, look, I know I'm out. Do as I say. Okay. Back in that cave, you two. You'll be sorry for this, you, you scoundrel. Yes. When the sheriff and his men get here, we'll... They'll never get here alive. Now move into the cave. <laughs> Where's Frosty now, Miss Lane? Right outside the cave, Horatio. How are you doing with the rope? Fine. You ought to have them sawed off my arms pretty soon. This is a sharp rock. Well, supposing you do get them off, what then? We've got to get away from here before that scoundrel Hurley gets back. But Frosty's right outside and he has a rifle. I realize that. But unless we get away before Hurley comes back... Well, we'll be dead ducks, as they say. I know. But maybe the sheriff will get here before they... We can't count on that, Miss Lane. Because even if the sheriff does find the secret trail to this cave, Hurley and his gang will ambush him. You heard me. Here comes Brandy. Oh, and I almost had my hands free. He went away again. Oh, Thank heaven. Go to work on those ropes again, Horatio, and hurry. I'm doing the best I can. Where's Frosty now? He's walking around the clearing. Oh, good heavens, I think he's... Bear! Get it, Michael. Oh, wonderful. Just get it unwound now. There. Oh, there. Hurry. Hurry and get me untied. One second till I get my knife. Now, turn around, Miss Lane. I'll have your rope off in a jiffy. There you are. Oh, thanks. You're free as a bird. Free as a bird in a cage, you mean? What do we do now? We've got to get away from here before Hurley returns to finish us. But how? With Frosty right outside and armed? Let me see now. 
Oh, dear, if only I had my manual. Your what? My manual. From the famous correspondence school detective and crime detection institute, you know. What in the world do you want that for at a time like this? Well, the manual lists a thousand methods of escape from all sorts of predicaments. Great. I'm sure it'd be very useful, Horatio, if only to hit Frosty on the head with. Well, we don't Wait. have it, so let's... I make it a practice to read the manual at odd moments when I'm home. Come to think of it, I must know it by heart. Will you please forget that ridiculous thing? We've got to figure some way to get away from Frosty. Yes, yes, of course. By Gulliver, I have it. What? You have what? The solution. Why didn't I think of it before? What? What are you talking about? Oh, the ropes, of course. The ropes? Yes, yes, the long ones that were tied around our legs and bodies. They weren't cut either. Now, now, you just leave it to me, Miss Lane. I'll have us away from here in no time. <laughs> Lois Lane watches the little amateur detective and correspondent pounce upon a small pile of ropes in the corner of the cave. What is Horatio Horn's plan to save his and Lois's lives? We'll be back in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode, so keep listening. Gang, you remember that in my dream, Sidney Snigglegrass Jr. rubbed his magic lamp and asked the genie to deport all Americans of foreign ancestry. The genie had agreed, but only on condition that all those people be permitted to take with them what they had created in America. And so vast fleets of boats and barges sprang up, and millions and millions of Americans marched on board. And then Sidney Snigglegrass became petrified with horror. For these millions of people who were taking with them what they had created in America were taking almost everything. They were taking the highways that had been crooned out of the wilderness by the Irish, Slavs, and Swedes, and the many millions of farms made fertile by the Germans and the Dutch. They were loading the billions of garments woven by the Jews and Italians. And whole cities of skyscrapers and subways were going up the gangplank. For these were the things created by the toil of the millions whose ancestors had been foreigners. Protestants, Catholics, and Jews who had come from the four corners of the world when they had called had gone out that America needed immigrants to make America great. And the whistles blew and the boats sailed away. And on the boats were George Gershwin's music and Irving Berlin's songs, Jack Benny's violin and Gene Krupa's drums. Frank Sinatra's voice and Jimmy Durante's schnozola, all sailing away. And there was a great and strange silence. And in that silence, nothing could be heard but the frightened whimpering of Sidney Snigglegrass, Jr., who, gazing over the barren landscapes with no highways and cities and farms, cried hoarsely, Genie! Genie! But there was no answer, for the genie, a foreigner, was on one of those giant boats going back to Baghdad. <laughs> And now, back to the adventures of Superman. On their hands and knees, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn are peering through the entrance of the dark cave into the small clearing where Frosty Ketchell, a shambling bear-like figure in his ancient frock coat, filthy collarless stiff shirt and torn sneakers, moves about restlessly, his rifle in his hand. Now, at a distant sound, he swings about and stares up at the towering mountain, his back toward the cave. Signaling to Lois, Horn rises swiftly to his feet and takes a step outside the cave. In his hand, he holds a long rope, a loop at one end. Be very quiet now, Miss Lane. Well, don't worry, Horatio. Listen, are you sure you know how to throw a lariat? Oh, certainly. Three of my correspondence school lessons were devoted only to the rope. Oh, I know, but if you miss... Uh, it goes... Got him right around the neck, Miss Lane. Look out. His gun. I'll pull him off his feet. 
Now you hang on to the rope, Miss Lane. All right. Keep it tight while I knock him out. Hurry, hurry, Joe, if he gets loose. Let's see now. Just gun. I'm knocking out of Hurry, I can't. Hold him. Oh, good. Horatio, I'm proud of you. Hey, oh, Miss Lane, listen. Hey, oh, my goodness. It's Hurley coming back. Oh, there's a trail out of here somewhere. Come on. It, climb over these rocks. Hey, Where are you? He's coming fast. Hurry, Horatio, hurry. I, I am. Hey, stay on that newspaper Stop, you. Stop. He saw us. Keep going. Go to the valley. He's oh, going to shoot. Shoot. Wait, Miss Lane, behind this big rock. Come on out of there, you two, or we'll blast you out. What did you, Manuel, tell us to do now, Horatio? Oh, dear me, I, I can't remember, Miss Lane. I got over, I, I'm afraid we're, we're trapped. Crouched behind the boulder, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn hear shots flying over their heads and all about them as Hurley and his man Pete pour a withering rifle fire toward them. Meanwhile, 2,000 miles away in his office at the Metropolis Daily Planet, Superman and his guys of Clark Kent have just completed working out three crossword puzzles with editor Perry White. Then, after studying them for a moment, Kent exclaims, I've got it, Chief. I think I know where Lois and Horatio Horn are, and I'm on my way to find them right now. Superman says he believes he knows where Lois Lane and Horatio Horn are. But what he doesn't know is that they face death within moments. What will happen? There are thrills and surprises in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 11 of The Crossword Puzzle Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs> 